Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, uh, it's been a tough time for the nation now with the coronavirus, and we were calling this show Coronavirus, Coping with Loss. And then yesterday, we had an incredible revelation, and why don't you tell us about that? Um, On Tuesday, I came down with COVID-19 symptoms. Um, I didn't have a fever, so I didn't do anything. I just stayed at home. And then on Friday, I had a fever that spiked up to 102. So I went to a COVID-19 testing site and got tested. And last night I got the results that I am COVID-19 positive. So I do have the coronavirus. Um, It's been a very stressful time. And it's been something that I have not shared with even family members because I didn't want to worry them. Um, I am in quarantine for 14 days right now. And I'm really glad that we have our guest on today because we want to do the show to give a face to the coronavirus, but not to alarm you, just to build awareness and to talk about tips and tools and things you can do if you've had a loss to find hope again. The people in my grief and loss community, which are big in numbers, many of them who I privately texted last night said to me, your brother's watching over you Uh and he's there for you and he's your guiding light. And I do believe that. So um, with that said, I just wanna introduce our guest today, Tambra Lane. She is an Open to Hope author. She is a certified professional coach. She is the founder of Well Beyond the Ordinary, Well Beyond Ordinary, and she is a behavior change expert. Welcome to the show, Tamara. Thanks, Heidi. And uh, you know, like everybody else has said so far, thank you so much for for doing this when you're you know not feeling well and dealing with everything you're dealing with, the uncertainty of a diagnosis. And it's just an incredible gesture and shows how much you know you and your family care about this community. I think the worst part for me is being caught up in my head with where is this going to go and what's the outcome and I want a trajectory and I want to know the future. Um, So what would you tell people out there that are so full of anxiety about the the unknown? You bring up a good point because basically what you're talking about is mindset. Um, So you can't control the circumstance that you've been diagnosed with COVID-19, just like we can't control the circumstance of losing a loved one um, or, um, you know, uh, what if somebody we know is diagnosed with it uh, other than you. Uh, so where we do have our control is how we're going to be more conscious about our response to it, uh, because that's going to help us. And it's also going to help our, our loved ones in our community. Uh, so with mindsets, Uh, Some of the things that we can do, first of all, is become aware of the triggers that start that thought process. So there'll be something, um, so certainly a diagnosis uh, can spin us into into that place, but there can be other things. There can be headlines, um, news stories, um, and things like that that can trigger those moments or you know, uh, triggering the feelings of, you know, loss you experienced when somebody you love passed. Heidi's got a lot of time to think about other loved ones who have died, right? Yes. One of the things is you've got so much time to be thinking. 
Right. Yes. Yes. So, um, you, like you said, it's the unknown is really difficult. And we tend, when we look at the what ifs um, and the unknown, to often go into more of the negative thinking. Um, you know, one of the things that we can do is, first of all, notice the triggers. And if, for example, it's headlines, then limit the amount of time. You're hearing this already on the news. This is not new information. Limit the time and exposure that you have to those headlines. Um, when it comes to you know some being triggered by grief and loss of uh, a loved one, then really we're looking more at shifting our focus or our perspective. So using that as a pivot point to change what you're looking at in your life. Uh, and so it could be changing a thought, um, a fearful thought into a thought that helps you feel better. Um, or it could be taking an action. So maybe you're stuck in your room and you can't go out physically uh, and uh, do anything out in the outside world to help. But, you know, doing what you're doing today, taking the action of being on the broadcast here and giving people some, uh, some, some tips and putting some face, you know, faces to this experience is, uh, is helping. It's making a difference. And most likely, while you're doing this right now, you're not thinking about those other trigger points. I'm not, and I'm not thinking about my own symptoms, which is good. Um, I think that before my, I mean, I've been doing yoga because my sister has an online yoga studio called Baptiste Yoga and she's been doing online yoga and that's been very helpful. Um, I just, I'm not on webcam in case there's certain things that I can't do because of my breathing. Um, so that's been very helpful. And also I really, feel that taking news breaks is super important because right now there's a lot of triggers on the news. Um, I guess my thing is since I've had a loss and I know for everybody out there that's had a loss, it's scary because we've already had, we've already had a loss and we, we get worried that somebody else, I don't worry about myself as much as that somebody else in my family is going to get this and it's going to be more severe than mine has been so far and that they could die. Right. And so that's where your action plan has come in, right? You've already gotten, you've gotten educated about what you need to do in order to do the best you can to keep your family safe. You're taking those steps very consciously. You're choosing to self-isolate in your home. So by taking all of those steps, you have a plan in place to do what you can to uh, reduce the likelihood of that happening. Um, and then the other thing is for all of us to really look at um, our resilience. So for most of the people listening, like you said, we're here because we've been through a significant loss mm -hmm. and somehow we navigated through that. So stop and look for evidence of your resilience and resilience we define as having the capacity to recover from difficulties and the more resilient we are, the faster we can bounce back from those moments that take us down. Um, and, you know, so what we want to do is tap into uh, and think of a time when you've recovered from very difficult circumstance and acknowledge that resilience lives in you. Mm -hmm. like and you'll also be more resilient if you take a pass on um, judgment, self, you know, self-judgment, so when we get into being critical about ourselves, you know, I should have known earlier, or what if I didn't do this? Like the what ifs, right? 
that drains our energy. It creates stress in our body right at a time when we need our immune system functioning at the highest level possible. I am very concerned that I have infected a lot of people. So that is, I mean, that is my biggest concern. Even though I took this very seriously at the very much earlier than most people, I live in, I lived, I live in a very dense city on the 44th floor with 4,000 people in my building. There was a lot of moving around New York. There was no way to socially distance in many places. And I just worry about the people that I came into contact with, most of them I don't even know, that may have this because of me. Right. And we have to look at that you made the best choices you could at the time with the information that you had. Would you say that was true? Yes, because I, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I did everything I thought was good and I never ever thought I would be at risk of getting it. I didn't know I had the virus when I went to Arizona or I wouldn't have gone to Arizona. I didn't know I had the virus because yeah. I got on an airplane. I wouldn't have gotten on an airplane. I didn't have any symptoms when I was on an airplane. Right. So without, you know, the situation where we all have access um, quickly to testing and results, the best you can do is make the decisions based on what you know. And at that time, doing a self inventory, you know, with all those factors you just discussed, you made the best decision that you possibly could. And like you said, if you had more information, if you had the, the diagnosis, then you would have made different choices. Uh, and, and so we, we really have to just give ourselves the grace and let go of feelings of um, guilt or, uh, self-judgment about that if it's out of our control to have done anything differently once you had the information well before you even had the information once you started feeling a certain way you followed a plan exactly as we are told to do you got tested you've you know now are self-quarantined so you're following steps and plans as the information comes in and it's it's interesting because I've done a lot of work with uh, with cancer patients um, and there's that time, that gap between, for them, between diagnosis, uh, between getting the questionable test, right? Finding the lump or somebody sees something on a mammogram and you've got to come back for more diagnostic testing, testing, but you don't have the information yet that you do or don't have cancer. That time can be very, very difficult and very challenging. And more and more people may be facing this with the coronavirus where they start to feel certain symptoms Either they can't get tested because of the conditions of how few tests are available in some states, or they get tested and they have to wait for the results. That was hard waiting for the results, wasn't it, Heidi? The hardest part of all this has been what Tamber said. Exactly. Um, it has been starting to get symptoms just one at a time and then going, wait, is this, is this, am I fine? And then finally getting all of the symptoms and getting tested and then the wait and having no idea. Once I got the results, there was a little bit of relief. Okay, now I know what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the um, strategies that you used between that time of getting tested and when you got your results to manage some of the you know, anxiety or worry that comes from being in that space of unknown? Reaching out to friends um, online, texting, calling. My friends have been amazing. My family. Um, you know, there's so many ways now with the social media to, to stay connected. I mean, Governor Cuomo said something last night, which I love. He said, we should practice social distancing and stay spiritually connected. 
And that's what I did. I stayed more even connected than I usually do with my friends and my family um, because I was dealing with the unknown at that point. So I, people are really rising to the occasion. I think there's so many heroes right now. I have friends that are on the front lines fighting this virus. My son's uh, National Guard unit has been incredible. He is not able to go out with his unit. He won't be able to until I am clear in 14 days. And they have totally risen to the occasion. They said they will be there for us 24 seven if we need anything. They've been absolutely phenomenal. There's so many people that have been phenomenal, people that I don't even know that well. Mm -hmm. so. Yes, my, uh, my nephew is a doctor up in Canada, so he's, you know, he's on the front lines. And uh, yeah. a lot of us have family members and friends and people we care about who are out there doing the really, you know, the really hard work. Um, so. And I heard another thing Heidi uh, said that she did yoga. Um, that's getting even in your room, you can do, go online and do uh, something like that. Some breathing. It's really important. Even if you're not, even if you're not on webcam, because I felt like there's a there's a lot of people doing it together. So you feel like you're with a group and you feel that energy, even though you're in your room by yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think that is is really powerful too. Yes. So that you don't feel so isolated. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves in those times is what, you know, what do I need? Mm -hmm. So, you know, for you, you needed to reach out to family and friends and connect. Um, someone else may need to do something more internal and, you know, and journal and be quiet. You know, somebody else may need to move and dance and express or paint. So what do I need right now that I can do within the constraints that I'm dealing with, um, either because I have physical limitations because of my diagnosis or um, environmental limitations where I can't go beyond my, <laughs> my bedroom, right? So when we ask ourselves what we need, um, we can begin to identify what will work best for, for us because everybody will have different tips and some will work for one and others will work for somebody else. So uh, Tambra, what you're saying is people should make an action plan for themselves, right? Absolutely. So one of the things that I love about coaching is that, um, you know, of course, we, uh, we work with some of the emotional blocks and things that get in the way when we're trying to achieve goals or uh, live a certain quality of life. But in, in order to move forward through those kinds of blocks and to move toward our goals, it requires action. Um, and I think, you know, being in coming up with an action plan that uh, fits your values, fits your circumstances, fits what you love to do um, or that that matters to you uh, when we when we do that and, and take steps forward with that then we know we're doing something to work with the circumstance that we have um, and the action you know and especially movement right for me sometimes i just get up and 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 move even if it's just a little bit change it change your chair <laughs> Uh, you know, move from, in your situation, move from the bed to the floor, lay down on the floor, do some breathing. I know there are things going on on the internet where people can connect in, in the faith area too. One thing I'd actually like to see us all flip is moving from this concept of um, social distancing to physical distancing. Yeah, I like that. That's good, um, Kendra. Yeah, physical distancing is more clear. It more clearly describes what we're asking people to do. And I think when we look out and see some of the disheartening photos of people out doing group activities still, the idea of social distancing to some people feels very isolating. Um, and and you know, it's, it's a little bit murky, but if we talk about physical distancing, 
um, then we're, we're seeing like what it is we're trying to create. And it's not about separating socially at all. We want to connect more socially, but we want to do it using creative ways in this time so that we are creating physical distance without social disconnection. Try to manage your anxiety. I mean, take it seriously, but don't be so, don't be so anxious that it's going to wreak havoc on your life. Um, I do have COVID-19. I do have the coronavirus. Right now for me, my symptoms are like the flu and a cold, and I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. I'm trying to stay where I am and stay positive, as positive as I can, and take care of myself with all the ways we talked about today. It's so important to keep connected. I think that is really, really powerful. Well, thank you, Tambra and Heidi. Uh, Heidi, you're amazing to come forward and uh, announce that you have the COVID virus. Thank you. It was, it was not an easy decision. But if I can save a life, if I can give people tips and tools on how to handle anxiety after loss, that is what our mission is, helping people find hope after loss. And that's why I'm on the earth. So I'm going to do that. Thank you, Heidi. And I know Scotty is your guiding light. And he's there for you, your brother. Um, we want to thank all of you for joining this show. We know it's a tough time. We hope that you will take Tambra's advice and listen to what she has said. Create yourself an action plan. This is a time for you to think about what kinds of things you want to do and what you can create. And we know that you have a wonderful creative nature and you'll be able to create something out of this. Visit us at opentohope.com and you'll be able to download this video and also we'll have some articles on. And we want to, again, thank you for joining us today. And Heidi and I and Tambra and all of our Open to Hope family want to remind you all that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.